We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Gaming Golf, the memorial edition here of Jeff Erickson, Jeff Ritter, and Scott Jenstad uh, talking about this upcoming tournament. Uh, new, uh, familiar venue, but an unfamiliar venue. Uh, a high, extremely revamped golf course. Uh, I was reading Len Hochberg's article on that. He was discussing it, uh, uh, how, how the press release was talking about how so many significant changes have been made to this course including like 14 of the 18 greens have basically been redone. It's just going to be a completely different course than we saw for back-to-back tournaments last year. Right, Jeff? Yeah, it's uh, this was uh, one of the more famous course renovations that started last year. It's the first time that I know of where a golf course renovation project began uh, while professional golfers was, were still playing on the other half of it. I mean, they literally yeah. had the cranes and the, the, the dozers rolling out as they were on the, as the final groups were on the back That's right. on Sunday last year. So uh, pretty wild that they, uh, you know, they, they wanted to maximize the time, I guess, before, before this event to give the new course and the redesign a chance to kind of settle in and especially those putting surfaces, which from the sounds of it might not be as fast as Jack would want this week, but still, um, you know, cer- certainly tour caliber at the same time and, and worthy of this event. But yeah, that this, this renovation creates all kinds of wild cards this week. You know, what you know as of as the memorial, uh, it's in there somewhere, but it's so it's so far tweaked and, you know, revamped. And um, I don't know, I personally, Scott, I don't know about you, but I feel like current form is maybe my favorite stat of the week over any particular statistic, just simply because there's so much unknown about how this is going to play this week. Yeah. We talk a lot about, you know, putting in some courses. I think you can kind of just toss putting this week again, just because we don't know how these greens are going to play. So I think I'm going to, you know, you're looking for guys. We always talk about approach and TD green. I think current form is really important too. And it's interesting that it's just so funny how you can take a golf course and make it so different by a few things. You look last year and, uh, you know, Morikawa won the, the work day at minus 19. They moved the tees back. They, they moved some stuff around and some tee placements and, and Rom won the next week at minus nine. So it'll be interesting where it plays this week. Uh, sounds like more trees are in there. They're, they, they redid a bunch of bunkers, added some fairway bunkers and like really kind of strategic spots to make it a little more difficult. So I think it, uh, it should be interesting how the reservation come renovation come along. I think we're going to see more of the, the winner in the minus 10 to 15 range and the, than, the, than the higher than that in the 20s or something like that. Yeah, it was interesting. Some of the things they, they tore up like an entire hole, though. It's like they said they revamped it from tea to green, I think he said on one of them. I was reading Len's article, so it's pretty wild. Uh, loaded field again. It's a small field, 120. It's an invitational. 
but seven of the top 10 are in, are here. Dustin Johnson is not, uh, you know, you look at like 14 of the top 20, it, it's a tough field. So, you know, it's funny last week I did, I had a lineup on DK that all six made the cut, but that didn't do much for you. Uh, and I, I think that that was, it was weird because it's cause I didn't have the contenders. Obviously I had no yeah. poker rack. I had no, uh, no speed and just, it just was there. just hanging out doing nothing. Yeah. Before a couple of guys dropped out, like they dropped from plus one to plus two. It was the highest six to six percentage I'd ever seen in, in DraftKings. So it was one of those weeks where you had to get six to six, but you had to really score well also. But uh, a couple, I think it was Patrick Reed and someone else dropped from one to two in the, the very last minute to make it a little, uh, little uh, tougher to go six to six. But um, it was a weird week and like all, almost all the big names uh, were, were there on the weekend. Yeah, that, that's right. And so, um, it's going to be even – it's a shark tank this week. Going to be a, a lot tougher, I think, this week to kind of narrow it down. Let's start uh, because we got a lot to go through here. Starting off, again, there's six guys now in five dishes this time. Once again, though, top by Jordan Spieth is the most expensive golfer. Collapsed a little bit on Sunday, but otherwise, I mean, he, he kept keeps going with his great form. He's at 11-3 this week. Are you going to pay up for him? Or are you going to choose instead one of the other guys in the five digits, uh, whether it's Rom, Bryson, Rory, Morikawa, or Justin Thomas? I mean, uh, like like I said at the top, I think current form is your top go-to stat at the moment. And who's playing better than Spieth right now? I mean, even Rom is Rom is very tempting as the defending champ, feeling confident coming in. But this is again a whole new golf course, so. I think you do. I think you do pay up for Spieth in a DFS game like this. I'm not sure. I think what are his odds? I saw 14 to one on golf odds. I'm not sure what they are on DraftKings, but I don't. I don't know. That's that's a tough number to make a lot of money on. But I think as an anchor for your lineup, uh, there, there's a couple other. I mean, I, certainly you could make a great case for Rom, but I think I see no reason why you wouldn't want at least one of those guys in your lineup this week. And for me, Jordan Spieth is back. He's back. So put him in if you like him. Put him in. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm off speed this week. Uh, I go Rom instead. I just think that I didn't love how Speed hit the ball last week. He gained seven point one shots uh, putting last week. So it was like all putting last week. Granted, he's playing so well that he could do it at any point. But I think I think I just lean Rom a little bit. Um, of the top range, uh, I-, I go Rom. I go Morikawa. Morikawa is just hitting the ball so well. We talked about it last week. I mean, he's the best ball striker on tour right now. Uh, four straight weeks of bad putting though. If he puts average, he's still there. What do he finish? Uh, he finished uh, 14th last week, uh, you know, and not hitting the not uh, not putting well. So, you know, if you need me a guy who's top 20 not putting well, just putt average, and I think he's the guy. I think that uh, he's number one in the field. We talk about every week, but he's number one in the field in the last 36 in TD Green, ball striking and shots gained approach uh, of this range. I'm going wrong. I'm going Morikawa as my two plays. I mean, I want to throw a theory out here. It's a little contrarian. I, you know, sometimes putting is the ability to read, you know, read greens. Well. This is, there's no local knowledge at all here. There's no, you know, hey, this breaks here at this spot. I remember that. Oh, you know, they're, they're going to put the pin here on that day. None of that is going to hold true because the greens are different, right? So maybe a big skill is the ability to quickly read greens, you know, you know, quickly adjust to greens. I wonder if that's, I, that's not necessarily reflected in stroke skiing putting, perhaps. Maybe that's more just, okay, they can follow their books. They can go with the knowledge that they've had. I think reading greens is going to be especially important this year. Uh, I like it. I mean, when in doubt, everything breaks towards the water, right? Isn't that what <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or away from the mountain. Oh, wait, there's no mountains in Ohio. Ohio <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, not a bad theory. Honestly, with a brand new golf course, 
hey, that that's a pretty solid hunch as any this week. So, you know, it's it's brand new greens for everybody. They've got their books. They've got a few days of practice rounds, and that's about it. So it, it's a level playing field as far as that goes. So a quick study on the greens. I mean, why not? And the thing I love with Morikawa is, I mean, even if he puts badly, he's still like his bad week at putting badly is top twenty. So like if that is as that is a floor to fall back, um, I love it. I just I just love the fact that he puts average. He's going to be right there. Um, it's just tough. I mean, all these guys are good. I mean, Bryson and Rory, we haven't even mentioned him. JT's interesting one, like not playing well last couple of weeks, but he's another guy that you know if he puts well, you know he'll be right there. So uh, you got to pick and choose and you get to the top. And just uh, this week, it's Ramen Morikawa for me. All right, very good. Let's move on to the next tier. Uh, in the 9,000s, there's a handful of guys here. Let's go through them. Victor Hovland, 99. Uh, Xander Shoffley at 97. Patrick Cantlay at 95. He was uh, the leader at the tournament until the weekend, then kind of collapsed. Uh, I think that was the second tournament. I think it was the Memorial, not the first tournament, if I recall correctly. Uh, Matsuyama, 94. Corey Connors, 93. Tony Finau, 92. Patrick Reed, 91. And Scotty Scheffler at 9,000. Start with you this time, Scott. What do you what do you like from this group? And I love this range. I, I think I might uh, I might even consider starting some laps with a couple of guys here and drop down and, and skip the tens. I, I just love a lot of guys here. Uh, you guys are gonna make fun of me, but I love Tony Fee now this week. Back to back back to back top twenties. Really good TD Green numbers in the last uh, last two weeks. Gained four strokes on approach his last tournament. He lost four point four strokes putting last week and still finished twentieth. Like I love that he's hitting the ball really well. He seems to be back. Uh, finished eighth here last year. Plays really well at this course over his uh, over his history. Um, so I love Finau at ninety two hundred. I also really like Hideki at ninety four hundred. Um, great, good ball striking seven weeks in a row at the PGA where he last played. He gained ten point three strokes tee to green, six point four approach. Again, putted like Hideki, and the only reason he didn't uh, didn't really compete. But um, I think I think those two guys. I'd be interested to hear what you guys say. Think about Cantlay because Cantlay was so bad um, and then played really well at the PGA. Do you do you count someone like finding it one week at a, at, a, at, a, at a major? Is that like back? Do you do you kind of throw that out? What, what do you guys do with Cantlay ninety five hundred because he's underpriced if he's playing like can't lay, but I just, I don't know if I, how much faith I could put into one week. Well, I mean, I, I last year I called him can't play uh, just because he was <laughs> out so much, but uh, so I'm still a little bitter about that, but then he won late, late in the season. You know, he, he seems mercurial to me. You, you know, it's, it's, it's a question of when does he find it? When does he fall off? And, you know, I, I Ronnie, honestly, I think I'm kind of on board with he, uh, him a little bit this week. I think uh, I might even consider him for one and done. Yeah, I mean, it just he played so well, and is it is it, is it the beginning of Cantlay playing like Cantlay again, or is it you know he had four straight missed cuts before that? So it's just it, it depends on how much faith you put in that week. But he played he played fantastically well. The PJ didn't putt well, otherwise he probably contends. Yeah, he's interesting. And sorry, I had to cough, and I'm fighting a nasty cold <laughs> virus that I received from my three year old uh, or one year old or some combination of both of them, just like. Yep, I am sure I'm coming they in. They pick hot. up everything. That's right. <laughs> God, it's just unbelievable. Uh, Cantlay is interesting. I was going to see your fee now and raise you one. Oh. Another guy who just feels like they should be winning more than they are now based on how they're playing. Shoffley off this tier. How's he down in this tier now? All of a sudden, he's just yep. like another guy that just feels a little underpriced based on the potential. But then again, you look at you know what he's doing. He's just kind of doing everything but win for a while now, putting himself in contention and then there's some sort of Sunday mishap that takes him down a peg, but Shoffley just feels like a guy maybe that's it's gone too long now without a win. And, uh, you know, elite field elite. You assume this is going to be a top top tier golf course. 
certainly long game is still going to come into play. Tita green game was still going to come into play. So uh, just another guy I feel like is due. He's been playing well, but just not well enough on a Sunday. Uh, I flagged him off the 9,000 tier. How are you is guys? Any- how, how are you guys on Hovland this week at 9,900? Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like the, the short game stuff is, I don't know. He's he's playing his way into contention time and time again. Uh, I just feel like maybe I just want to change names. If if nothing else, you just feel like you want to jump off before it's. You want to be ahead as opposed to too late. And I just, um, I might just stay away from Victor. I've got him on my fantasy team, so I'm still already invested. But uh, I just wanted to try. I think I'm going to try Shoffley off this tier this week. All right. Is there anybody in this group you're avoiding? Uh, I, I I think before we do that, we have to mention our our buddy, our buddy and friend and of the podcast, Corey Connors. I mean, just another week where he he hit the ball really well again. Like he didn't putt well at, at the Charles Schwab, but finished twentieth. Uh, he's gained. Uh, he's been really really good on approach four straight weeks now. Just a short game, a rough. But I mean, we talk about guys that feel like they should. Uh, continue one here. I feel like Connors is kind of right in that group. I mean, just we keep talking about him and moving unpriced, but every time he's he's pretty much attention most weeks. He's forty third at Wells Fargo, but other than that, we're talking eight straight weeks top twenty five. So, guy, that the name's just always there, and um, you know, at the PJ, he played really well that first uh, that first round, then kind of fell off, but he's just always there. It's uh, he's been a really consistent guy this year. I liked it more when he was underpriced, and it felt like gaming golf was just ahead of this. Yeah. And now, now I, I think our <laughs> podcast single-handedly raised that price I mean, a few. He was that in his performance. It's funny yeah. you got a loaded, right. a, a loaded, a loaded field, and he's ninety-three hundred. We're talking whatever a month ago, he was sixty-eight hundred at the Masters. Like it's crazy how, yeah. how that price has grown, yeah. and he's now over nine thousand in a field that's really loaded. All right, uh, let, let's let's keep rolling on with the eight thousands. Uh, you know, in the eight thousands, it's a pretty interesting group. Sam Burns, eighty nine hundred, fresh off the withdrawal from the PGA. Uh, Neiman's at eighty eight. Fitzpatrick, eighty seven. Cameron Smith, eighty six. Usti at eighty five. Shane Lowry, eighty four. Hoffman, eighty three. The Hoff has been playing well. Big Sunday this past week. Sunjay M at eighty two hundred. Uh, Billy Horschel at 81 and Keegan Bradley and Ricky Fowler. Your guy, he's back. Ricky Fowler, he's back at 8,000. Uh, Jeff, let's start with you though. First, what do you think about uh, the $8,000 tier? For me, Charlie Hoffman is starting to feel like a, when you're at the blackjack table and you just think I, I just can't leave because I haven't lost a hand. Like I'm just going <laughs> to leave the next time I lose a hand, but you just somehow keep winning. Like you get dealt six, you know, you dealt 16 and you still find a way to win the hand. That's how I feel like we are with Charlie Hoffman right now, where I can't believe the magic carpet ride continues. But I mean, last week he still shoots his <laughs> 65 on Sunday to tie for third. I'm just sitting sit at the table and just play Charlie Hoffman at this point until, uh, until I go bust. So that's where I would start. I also do think, I mean, Joaquin Neiman, the fact that he's 17 for 17 on cuts made this year, it feels like a safe place uh, to park your money. Um, and then I guess, well, Scheffler's nine now on DraftKings. He's going to be my other guy. So but I still, I'm on the, I'm going to sit at the table. I'm just going to put my chips out there until Charlie Hoffman busts it somehow. Because right now I'm just still riding. I'm still rolling it up with Charlie Hoffman. And I, I don't know how or why this is happening, but it's happening. The guy is just hot. And uh, so I'm there. It's not a Texas tournament, though. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Scott, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I echo everything Jeff said about Hoffman. I mean, at some point, you just got to gotta ride it. I mean, he's last week. 
he what he gained uh, 7.9 shots in approach, putted well, good tee to green. Like he's just playing really well, and that's that's five straight weeks inside the top 20. At some point, you know, we talk about current form, and that's about as good as it gets. Um, I do like Neiman also. Uh, you know, I do think he's really solid, never misses cuts. The other guy in this range, I, I think, kind of the same theory with, with Hoffman when you ride the hot hand is Keegan Bradley. I mean, Bradley is he's made nine straight cuts. He's been in the top 37 straight tournaments. Um, he was 17th at the PGA, another really good tee to week, uh, green week at 9.2 shots gained there. Um, you know, lost strokes putting, which he kind of does. He's one of those good other guys that if he putts average, you know, should be a, a top 25 guy and just another guy that uh, at 8,000, I feel like he gets pushed down a little bit because of how good the field is, but really, really solid 8,000. Uh, I'll be playing, uh, I'll be playing some Keegan, some Hoffman together for sure in this range. Yeah. Uh, if you do two guys in the 9,000s, you can do two guys in the 8,000s yep. pretty easily. Yep. Uh, and still don't have to dip into the 6,000s at all. So uh, I like we're, we're, we're going to dip way down to the 6,000s this week. Oh, we are dipping. All right. Way. I like dipping. After our, after our 6,200 Vincent Whaley last week did really well. I got another one for you this week. We'll nice. get there. Yeah. yeah. I do like Whaley. I thought about picking him up in our league, actually. Um, I, I almost did. If he played this week, I think I would have done it. Yeah. Uh, and I also was like a juggernaut, like uh, this 10th place team that I have, it's hard to find a good cut. So, I mean, <laughs> Uh, unless it's Pat Perez, I suppose, but he, Perez plays every week. So, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's always one of those conflicts. And but. Perez, Perez is just so fun of a guy that it's hard to cut him. You just kind of feel bad doing it. Nah, no, no, don't, uh, they don't know. He does. After, they, they have no idea. After I watched his scramble with the, uh, the four play golf guys, I'm, I'm a big Pat Perez fan too. He's got a ton of personality. Sure. He does. Yeah. Um, I, I'll grant you that, but. You know, leave sentiment out, Scott. Come on. I know. I wish I, I wish I was better at that. I finally didn't buy Ricky Fallon an auction this year for the first time ever. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm getting a little bit better. <laughs> baby steps, baby steps. There. Uh, anybody you want to fade from this group? Uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not paying eight hundred for Sam Burns coming off a of WD just with the other names in this range. I love Sam Burns. He's on my team that we mentioned uh, that we've been talking about. I just, right. I just can't do it eight nine hundred. I think it's just a little too expensive. When I could, I could get down to Hoffman or down to Bradley. Uh, I'm not there with Burns coming off the WD. That makes sense. How about you, Scott? I mean, uh, Jeff. Uh, sorry. I, uh, I, I guess worth mentioning. I forgot to mention Cam Smith sitting here in this t- in this tier a little bit inexplicably to me. I think he's another guy that's just he's popped up enough and he's proven himself to be a big game hunter. And this event is one of those. So uh, I'd watch out for him too. There's really no. I don't know. Maybe Horschel. I, yeah, I don't see myself paying anyone for for uh, Billy and. I don't know. I think actually, I think Ricky Fowler. I, I don't know that I'd put him in the DSS lineups, but sixty to one. I think we'll get to the the bets later. But I'm flagging him at sixty to one. Why yeah. not? Maybe it's, just, maybe it's gonna click. In the, in this range, I'm also off on Sung J M, who I really like as a player, but just his his recent form. We talked about that. He's missed two of his last three cuts, uh, losing yeah. strokes, T degree, and approach two out of three. We talk about all these guys who are playing really well and hitting the ball. Well, he's just a guy that sticks out to me as just not playing that well. And it's it's Sung Jay. He's such a good player that he can always pop. Yeah. But if we ha- you got to fade somebody, you got to pick somebody. Um, his recent form has me off him right now. Yeah, me too. I hear you on that. Uh, I, he's not my first choice, that's for sure. Which means means he'll win. But sure. uh, we'll move on. <laughs> Uh, 79, 7,000s. I'm not going to go through the exhaustive list. I think we learned our lesson there. Just, it would be like two minutes of the podcast, just listing all the names in the 7,000s. Suffice to say, there's a lot of them. There's some interesting names. Uh, I think we went, uh, did we go, we went, uh, Jeff first this th- last time. So we'll go Scott first here. Yeah. 7,000 is tough this week. I didn't like as many guys as I like, but the, the, a couple of guys uh, off the top of the, the, the higher end, 
Um, I think Gary Woodland's playing really, really well right now. Um, he's uh, top 43 straight weeks, two, two top 15s in that range. Um, he's in three top 15s the last six tournaments. You're starting to see the the form come around. He plays really well on on tough courses and big fields that we've seen before, hitting it really well, tee to green and approach. So I think that uh, I'm in on some Woodland shares this week. Also, an interesting guy um, is Emiliano Grillo at 7,700. If you want to look at uh, you know some of the metrics and shot gains approach, I mean, last three weeks have been absolutely elite. Uh, at the PGA, he gained 7.5 shots approach. Last week at Charles Schwab, finished eighth. He was 6.1 in approach there. Struggling a little bit off the tee, which scares me a little bit. You always just worry about a, a guy like that in a course like this. But um, I think as you get in the 7,000s, I think I've seen enough from Grio at 7,700 to, to pop him in some lineups. I love the Woodland pick. I can't believe that's his price. Uh, just He's also played well. Charles Schwab flashed at the PGA briefly. Uh, I think he had a top 10 at the Wells Fargo. Uh, this price seems too cheap for Gary Woodland, and I like him. I, I got to go dig and find the golf odds, but he's he's in one and done consideration for me this week as well. Depending if I've got Rom or Spieth uh, available, so he's uh, he's he's board. sixty to one at the moment. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, I like all of it. Um, the other guy from this tier for me, Patton Kazire, like the way he finished at the Charles Schwab, uh, clawing his way up to third place. Ride the wave. So I think I think that's chips a good, on the table. Good good price for a guy that uh, you know you know, you like to see the guys surge on Sunday and play their way into contention and stick as opposed to fade. So um, maybe it's coming together for Kazire. So he's another one I'd watch this week. Yeah, I think I think Taylor Gooch who works in here too, seventy one hundred, uh, played really well last week, uh, finished fourteenth, a lot, really well, really good tee to green and approach, and he's been good at that. Uh, they made the cut at the PGA. He's made four straight cuts. Uh, what do you guys do with uh, our, our friend Doug Gim this week? He finally, he finally putted average last week, and he ended up finishing 14th. Like, so all he has to do is putt a little bit, and he's pretty good. Uh, he found the ball striking again after he was a week off at the Byron Nelson. It was the first week he didn't really hit it well for a while. But I think at 7,200, uh, I was, we were off him uh, maybe last week, but uh, maybe it's time to jump back on. Uh, I don't know. I want the, I'll, I'll go with Kazire, but it is interesting. Like this, because putting is such a wild card this week. That's a, you can yep. make a good case that maybe this is, that's a sneaky play uh, to mix in your lineups. Kazire's got back to back top threes. Like we talked, we, we talked top 20s or top 10s. Why is, I mean, he, why is yeah. he 73, 7,300? That's and he, that's and it's, it's been ball striking too. It's not like he has a, he had one huge putting week in there, but really good tee to green and approach in the last two tournaments. Uh, I, I got to think he's popular this week at 7,300. It's just, People are going to see the two top threes and jump on that, I would think. Strikes me as a why not both. I think both those guys will be heavily owned. I think yeah. Gim will be uh, – Gim's always popular in the DFS community, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if both of those are highly owned this week. One one more name I want to throw out there, and kind of the inverse of the, the Cantlay stuff we talked about where it was – you know, he's playing poorly and had one really good week. Uh, Charles Schwartzel down here at 7,400. It's kind of the opposite. He was playing really, really well, four straight top 30s. And then was horrible at the PGA. Lost strokes, T to green, lost strokes approach, lost strokes putting. Uh, do you guys like uh, Schwartzel as a bounce back this week? Or are you worried that the the form of the PGA may uh, may transfer over? You know, Charles made me snarl, uh, but because uh, I, I had him on my team, and you know, the thing about him is, you know, this is he kind of reverted to what he was prior to this hot streak. You know, he he had a pretty long stretch where he's lost in the wilderness. Yeah, in, in the I I almost wonder if that's more the true level. Yeah, I think it's a tough, a t- tough call trying to figure out if that was a you know you throw away the major and go back to the current form or the past form, or you kind of figure maybe he's off the hot streak. It's a it's a kind of the uh, the opposite of Cantlay. How much yeah. do you buy? How much do you buy that PGA performance? 
I think golfers can relate to that, you know, where you feel like yeah. you're playing well for a while and then all of a sudden you go to a really tough golf course, the wind's in your face. You're playing, in this case, the PGA Championship. There's nothing like Kiowa. You get absolutely beaten up. And then how do you respond? I mean, pros find a way, obviously, to figure it out or put it back together, but you could certainly see this maybe being a tricky week to, <laughs> to play Schwartzel, especially with all these other options in the same sure. price range. Like I, I, I relate to that except for the part about playing really well. You just don't play. Yeah, that's true too. But I mean, I'd like to. I'd like to have a stretch of four good straight tournaments. But you'd like to have a yeah. stretch of four week, four rounds right now. I mean, <laughs> four shots. That is, four shots in a row. A par. Four, four shots feel does feel pretty good. That happens every once in a while. But that's uh, that's a tough one. But yeah, yeah. the seven thousand range is a little tougher than normal. I think that not as many guys stick out. I think nailing the right guys in here is gonna be really big um, this week because they're just not the obvious guys we usually see. I'm going to throw out another name here. I'm surprised you guys haven't done it because we've mentioned him before. Matt Wallace at 74. This is a guy that has been a friend of the podcast. Not friendly, but, you know, acknowledged by the podcast uh, in previous weeks. That's a pretty affordable price for him. Yeah. yeah I looked at guy. him. He, just, he hit it. He hit it so badly last week. He lost five strokes on approach, lost strokes to green. That back-to-back weeks, losing strokes on approach. I, I loved him for a while there, and I just worry like maybe he's another guy the recent for me. 55th at PGA, 56th at Schwab. Uh, didn't make the cuts, but I just a little bit uh, about the ball striking last couple of weeks. He remains in my fantasy lineup uh, in our league, but I, I don't know. Again, there's just these other guys. I just think Kazire and Woodland to me are just like, I just grab them off this tier and move on. That's how I. That's how I put that's those lineups together. It's good to have certainty. It's good to have that feel like you know you want to have these guys. Uh, it's very re- relieving. All right, Scott, you promised we're going to dig deep. Uh, you, you know, I, I I know you've been dying to mention it, so let's let's stop the delay. Go ahead, tell us who are you deep diving for. Yeah, I mean we're gonna we're gonna jump down past the high sixes, past the mid six, and we go all the way to the low sixes. Sixty one hundred finished eighth last week. Kyle Stanley was added late to the field because he finished top ten. He wasn't in the field, finished top ten, got in the field. So DraftKings actually added him late. He last I looked, uh, I think I looked last night. He had not been added on FanDuel yet. But you just look at the last couple of weeks with Stanley. He finished eighth last week, but you look at how he did it. He lost a bunch of strokes putting, but still was so good with the ball striking. Gained 8.2 shots in approach, 9.9 tee to green. Hit the ball really well. And his tournament before was three weeks before that at Wells Fargo. 5.5 shots gained approach, 7.1 tee to green. Putted badly again, but finished 26th, made the cut. Has made three straight cuts. And, you know, you, you can kind of – you look three straight at the Valspar. He didn't really hit it well, but – if you're going to get someone down at 6,100, I think there's enough here that he's hitting the ball really well. Um, I thought he'd be at like 7,000 or maybe 6,800, but 6,100, you could do a lot of things to your lineup at that price. I think that uh, it's about as good as a golfer you're going to get 6,100 at any point. I really like it this week. That's when you pay up for like Rom. You, you pair him up with Stanley, basically, yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, or you could, or you could play two. You could play, you could, you can experiment with two top guys or maybe, uh, you know, three guys in the night. You could really get creative when you have a 6,100. You could do stuff with it. I just, I think you usually get guys down here, you're like, oh my God, I don't think he's going to make the cut. I mean, he's made four or five cuts. And two of those are top 15s. Like, you just never see that down here at a guy in a range that's this low. No, you don't. Uh, just that's that was so good. I, I had to make a note <laughs> of that. I'm going to, yeah, look at Stanley as part of my lineups. Patrick Harrington, anybody believe in what they saw at the PGA? Uh, I don't know, but he's down here at 66. That could be, you, you could maybe get me to plug, plug him into a lineup at this point. The other name I had was uh, – now oh, where'd he go? Uh, Doc Redman. 
another guy, 6,800. But I, I like that Kyle Stanley pick a lot uh, for 61, yeah. especially even lower price. Yeah, it's just so cheap. The other name in here is it's 6,700, finished eighth last week. Is Adam Hadwin had been playing really poorly and then turned it on pretty well last yeah, week. And it was, uh, he, he gained Tita Green really, really well around the greens. Uh, I don't know. He's just, you always worry about the off the tees, lost strokes off the tee four or five weeks. He's just, he's just not the guy there. But, you know, off an eighth place finish, he's really cheap. But I think if I were going to do it, and play like the you know the guy who really who really jumped last week. I just I would jump down further and stick with Stanley. I'd also throw out Wyndham Clark at sixty seven hundred too. Uh, I, I think he's fits this course. His length is pretty strong in this course. Uh, he's also good in around the green, also, which I think will help with my brand new unified read the green theory uh, that that I'm going to employ. So uh, we'll see. No, I'm not, I probably won't too much of an employee but I, gain, I actually do think he's interesting gain strokes around the green eight straight weeks that's a good call he is uh, he is good around the greens yeah so i like him too all right let's move on from a df dfs standpoint let's move to the betting sheet uh jeff we'll start with you and then we'll finish with scott who do we like uh, f- uh in terms of betting odds this week i i would still uh i put spieth on my ticket i just don't think he's done winning this year so you know 14 to 1 that's not as handsome of a payoff as you know, you maybe want to see and when you're betting straight tickets in golf, but I'd still put speed on it. I'll go cam Smith at 50 to one. Uh, We didn't talk about it much at the top, but I just think he's another guy that you just feel like is due to win an event of this caliber. Uh, And I'm all over Woodland 60 to one all over it. That's, that's my ticket. All right, Scott, what say you? It's crazy. There's nine guys in this tournament that are under 20 to one. It's like just wild for a golf tournament. I know we had it last week and we talked about that was really top heavy, but this is a deeper field. I'm a little surprised by some of those prices. I'm surprised that I'm surprised that speed is right now is 16 and a half to one on, on drafting. He's behind, he's behind Victor Hovland right now. He's behind, uh, he's behind uh, JT Hovland's 15 to one. He's a second second lowest i guess price behind uh, rom tied with jt i'm just a little surprised by how that's moved but um i'm gonna go with uh, if i'm gonna take anyone at the top i haven't decided if i'm full yet but it would be more a cow at six and a half to one but i think i want to drop back a little bit um i like finau at 25 to one i like hideki at 26 to one i just think he's a, those two guys are a little bit hidden in the fact there's so many guys up top and then as you drop back i like uh, i like keegan and, and charlie hoffman again at the 45 and 50 range i'm gonna play woodland again at 60 to one also the guy that's interesting to me, and I haven't decided yet. You take like all these top names, all these guys we talked about, and in the middle there, you got Patrick Reed's thirty-five to one. Like same price as Scotty Scheffler, same price as Joaquin Neiman. I mean, win equity on Patrick Reed is significantly higher than any of those names in this range. So I, I'm going to take a look deeper at Reed. He didn't play well in the second round last week to, to miss the cut. Uh, played really well in the first round, but it just seems like that price is off. And you look at thirty-five to one. You look at all the names ahead of him. I mean, Louis. 22 to one. I mean, I, I think Reed has a better chance to win than Louie does. So, um, but I'm going Finau, Hideki, Keegan, Hoffman, Woodland for sure. And then I'll probably throw one guy at the top. It'd probably be Morikawa. All right. Very good. Uh, and then are, are you taking any long shots? Are you taking anybody like the in triple digits to one? I didn't love anyone down this week. I think the field is so top heavy that a, a to win bet in the hundreds is just really tough. This week we've had, we've had some big ones. So we had Cage Lee at two hundred to one. Phil obviously won at three hundred to one. Kokrak was like fifty to one last week. Um, just feels like maybe we're going to get to a, a bigger elite guy winning this week. I just think there's so many top names that I think anyone at a hundred to one is is really tough. I mean, Matt Wallace eighty five to one. We talked to him before, but I just don't like I was hitting it right now. Um, mm-hmm. I scrolled down in the hundreds and I didn't see anybody that uh, that I really was going to put money on this week. All right. Kazire, 100 to 1. That's worth yeah. 
that's worth a buck. Keep banging that drum. I like it. I like it. That's all I got though, too. I agree with Scott. This feels like you're going to get a big time winner this week. All right. And finally, one and done. Uh, I mean, I'm going to do it. I'm, I, if, if Unless I use Spieth, which I'm not sure, uh, Rob would be tempting to, but I, I will go with Gary Woodland. And I will I will say here, I will make him my one pick uh, out of this one, out of this show, Woodland to win. All right. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Woodland creatures. I like it. Scott? I, I like him. You actually get Kazire at 140 to one if you do want to pet it. So there, you, I just made you an extra few bucks when he when he pulls out. Um, I've used Finau. That would probably be my play, even though he never wins. I just have a feel this week. Uh, I've used Morikawa. I'm going to go with Hideki Matsuyama as my one and done this week. I think that uh, I think the form is really good. Um, I think this is a tough course. This is a course that the greens are. Um, they they often compare them to Augusta, so I think he obviously putted better there than he normally does. Um, so I think if he puts average, he'll be in contention. And I think I think I love a top ten this week. And I think Hideki's got a chance to win it too. Past winner too, right? Hideki won this event, yep, right? Both he did. Yes. Win before nice the call. Masters. Yep, yeah. it was. So I uh, I just like this course for him. I like how he's playing. I like how he, off the break he. Uh, I didn't want to play him right away, but played really well uh, in the last couple times after the Masters. So uh, I'm going with Hideki. All right. I thought, yeah, I thought about good. going Patrick Cantlay, but instead. The answer is Finau. Finau answer is the answer. So uh, we'll go that way. Uh, what what can go wrong picking Tony Finau to win a golf tournament? It just yeah, it, it, ne- you gotta, ne- it, it never fails. Let's just tell them because they revamped the greens, this is the ultimate tournament uh, of the weekend. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe that'll work. It's just so. it's just like Punta Cana or Puerto Rico. We're good. Exactly. All right, that's going to wrap up Gaming Golf for this week. Good, le- good luck in your uh, leagues. Good luck in your DFS plays and, of course, in your wagers. Talk to you again next week. Take care.